In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're gonna have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello. Today, we are talking about something near and dear to my heart. This is something that we harp on with our mentees all the time, but revenue does not equal profit. Yes. Now, for those of you guys who don't know, we do business mentoring. So if you're a cash PT practice and you're a pelvic PT, we do business mentoring there. We're up to, I think, like 42 people, I think now, 42 businesses across the country that are committed to to serving patients the way that they feel like pelvic PT should be given to them. And we're really stoked about that group. So this is something that we go over with our business mentees quite a bit about talking about revenue versus profit. And this is something that's important for you, whether you are a business owner yourself, whether you're thinking about that, or whether you're an employee with somebody. So for those of you guys who work for somebody else, First of all, that can be great. I know we talk a lot about business stuff on here and owning your own business. That is our experience and our journey, but it can also be great if you found the right place. And so we always talk about having like no judgment for what makes sense for you because... Yeah, there's plenty of people out there that where it doesn't make sense. In fact, there's very few people where it fully makes sense to run your own place. We're here to help you if you do, if that is you. But we want to just make sure that don't just turn off this podcast right now if you're like, oh, they're just going to talk about business stuff and I am just, quote unquote, an employee, because this can be super good insight for your happiness as a employee at that business and understanding your boss a little bit more. So, Nicole, let me ask you a question. Would you rather have a business that brings in $100,000 a year or a million dollars a year? I would say it depends. Exactly. That is the right answer. And 99.9% of people would not give that answer. It depends on your profit with those businesses. So revenue is what you actually bring in. It's the total amount of sales, everything that runs through the cash register. That is your revenue at the end of the year. Your profit is what you actually get to keep and take home from that. And what Nicole is bringing up is that there are a lot of businesses that have a lot of revenue that lose money every single year, that are borrowing in order to keep that, or whose owner is not taking a paycheck at all and putting everything back into the business. And this is something that if you guys have ever heard this, I'm just going to reinvest my profit back into the business. That is the biggest myth, guys. Please do not ever say that in my (laughs) hearing, at least. If you reinvest something in the business, it is not profit. It is an expense. If you take your profit and put it back into your business and buy more marketing things or buy another treatment table or buy something else with it, you spent that money. It is not in your bank account. You cannot go out and 
have a glass of wine with that money. Right. Or say, or in, in turn, say that your business is profitable when that's what you're doing. Right. Now that might be the right choice for you from a business standpoint at that time to reinvest your earnings, your revenue generation into back into the business. But that does not mean that you get to say that you're profitable and then you're reinvesting back in. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about how we're thinking about that stuff. And this becomes really important. We talk about this with our mentees as we go through. We talk about the, everything in phases of the business. So when you start off, you're in the oh shit phase where everything is hard. You're putting everything together. You're bootstrapping everything you're doing. You move from there into the hustling phase. You're going out and just every day you are hustling for patience. You're working, you're building relationships, you are marketing directly to people, you're doing community events, all that stuff. Yeah, you're, that's just like the grind phase. And then we start talking about this a lot as we start getting close to this happy as a little clam phase. And this is when you are a solopreneur, you're working for and by yourself, you are just about as full as you want to be. Your schedule is having a wait list. You're bringing people in the door. And we really start talking a lot about profits for the business owner here, where that is one of our big goals for that phase is to maximize your profit margin because that affects exactly what you take home. So we can keep your revenue relatively stable, but we start cutting things that are unnecessary or make things more efficient or lower costs on other things so you can actually take home more of what you're doing. And that ends up being a really important thing to be thinking about for people in that phase. Yeah. And that is something that if you skip that and you decide to grow your business, that is where people can get in trouble. If you decide to hire people and you are not profitable by yourself, then that's where we get into the expanding too fast, promising employees, you know, salaries that you can't sustain. That's where we can get into a lot of trouble. That's why we have pretty much everybody pause. Everybody should be pausing at that happy as a little clam phase and make a very distinct, deliberate decision to move beyond that. And there should be some signs that your business is very healthy from a profitability standpoint before you decide to basically add more variables into that, the mix. That's so true because if you're not doing that, if you're not highly profitable, if you don't have a great margin, you end up in this, this trap of working longer and longer hours. And maybe you started a business because you only wanted to see 15 or 20 people a week and be home with your family. But if we're not really profitable, that starts to bleed in. And now we have to see 25, 28, 30 people a week. You're now all of a sudden you're working 55 hours a week and you're not bringing home anything. You're actually making less running your own business as you were when you were an employee with way more time commitment and way more stress, way more risk. Yeah, we see this kind of a lot at this phase because the hustling phase is really hard. And so the hustling phase, the phase right before happy is a little clam is like if you're feeling like you didn't predict correctly and you're not growing as fast. And so now you've started to spend more money than you really want to on marketing, on all kinds of business coaches, on things that you're sort of throwing money at in terms of expenses because you're trying to grow faster. If that isn't reevaluated as you actually, it starts to yield you patience, then that's where we get into this, you know, black hole of losing money and spending money in ways that we should not be spending that 
you know, maybe never even made sense in the first place to do, but you made that decision. And now we have to like kind of fix all that stuff before we bring more people on to into your business. And if you are a business owner or if you're thinking about starting something, I would, we, one of the things we go through with our people, we really recommend knowing what you need from your business, what you want from your business. How much do you need to be taking out of your business each month in order for it to sustain your lifestyle, in order for you to have the life that you want, not, you know, your ideal vision. Because a lot of times I think people get stuck chasing arbitrary numbers. Oh, I'm so close to $100,000 in the bank this year. I'm going to try to push right over that, right? It's, but at the end of the day, if you started the business because you wanted to spend more time with your family, what are we doing? Why are we chasing these arbitrary numbers when we can actually be saying, how can I maximize my time? How can I bring as much profit out of my business for as little as I put in and, and get that ratio right. So you're not feeling overwhelmed. You're not feeling like you're spinning your wheels with all this stuff and you're not feeling like you're throwing money at problems. So that's where we really wanna just take that pause as a solopreneur and be saying, do I really need to grow beyond myself? And if so, am I in a healthy financial place? Because you're gonna be making some big time commitments to employees as that happens. And that's the other side of this that we wanna talk about is from the employee side, that as you look back at what is coming into your clinic, your program, to your boss, realize that revenue does not equal profit. Right. We can all do simple math. We can just say, look, I know that we see at this clinic 100 people a week and we have charged them each $150. I can do the revenue calculations in my head, but that doesn't tell you a damn thing about profit. Totally. And we actually had somebody challenge us on that who does not work for us anymore. But that was like such a, what would you say that is? willfully ignorant. Yeah. Well, just like a, I mean, it was just a bitchy thing to say, frankly. And it was just like an ignorant thing to say. And it was just like, I know how much you guys make, you know, I've done the math and it's like, you have no effing clue what the back end of the business is. And so as an employee, I know what it's like to feel that way. I know what it's like to feel that way. I know what it's like to be like, oh my gosh, why aren't they doing this? They could make so much more money if, insert whatever brilliant idea you think you have at the time, right? And the reality is, is that unless you are the actual business owner or you've run your own pelvic floor physical therapy business, then you actually don't know shit about shit about how that is actually going to play out and how that actually works. And so not to say that we don't want you to be thinking about ways to help the business and be profitable and stuff like that, but it's just one of those things where I feel like a lot of times that comes out of so you're unhappy with something at the at your place of work and therefore you automatically go to, well, I know how much they make or I can figure that out or and it just gets a little bit too like just snarky. Like it comes from a, from an unhappy place. And that is something where just, you need to be, make sure that you understand some of the basic financial underpinnings of a business. So your employer should be making three to four times your salary from what you do just to be a financially healthy business, to be able to offer you a job. And that's where it's like, Oh yeah, you're charging $150 an hour. Why can't I get a hundred dollars of that? Because we would literally lose money 
on every person that you see. And that is how your job is created, is that there is a healthy profit margin. So you should be happy that your employer is thinking that way because it's going to be the reason that you have a job down the road. So just think through this. So we talk about three to four times your salary you need to be making for the business. In a lot of other industries, that number is one to 10. So in a sales job, you're expected, if you're making $100,000, you're expected to be bringing in a million dollars worth of business. So pelvic PT is already on the lower end of this because just financially, the numbers don't work because of longstanding problems in the industry. But with the numbers where they are, first of all, you got to realize that 25% of everything goes out the door immediately in taxes. It's just gone. Right. So, so that means if you have a million dollar bill business, you just lost your $250,000. $250, You're down to $750,000 <laughs> before we do anything. And then another 25 to 50% goes to paying employees, to paying your salary. And so now all of a sudden, again, take that million dollar business, subtract out the taxes, subtract out what goes to employees. You know, you've now subtracted $750,000 from your business. And that's before we talk about rent. That's before we talk about linens. That's before we talk about all of the marketing dollars that you probably don't see that your boss is putting into getting your schedule full. So that's where we just need to have, and again, I get that there's always going to be a little bit of this tension between employers and employees, and it is, it's honestly a healthy tension. And if your employer is really confident in what they're doing as a business owner, that shouldn't necessarily be a a conversation they're not willing to have to at least kind of address like, yeah, there's a reason that your salary is where it is and what we charge is where it is because it has to make sense from a business perspective for that to happen. If your boss is not as comfortable with that, it's going to be a really hard conversation, honestly, (laughs) if you bring something like that up because everybody does get a little weird and defensive if you're not used to talking about money in an open fashion. But I just want people to understand and we all have this at least basic backdrop and understanding of how you as a pelvic PT get paid. Yeah. And we do have a podcast on that. We have a couple of series, a couple of podcasts on how PTs get paid. And I highly recommend that you scroll back and look at those because they're really interesting just to, again, to get everybody just sort of thinking about their role and how this whole system works. Where the money actually is coming from. Where the money actually goes and where it's coming from. Yeah, I think that 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 can be so eye-opening and really just give everybody just a little bit of grace around that, you know, it's hard to be a business owner. I get that it's hard to be an employee as well at certain times, but I think the more that we understand where the other person's coming from, the better like harmony you'd have in your your place of business. And the other thing is, is that, you know, the profit – of a business starts to become extremely personal. So, you know, we were talking about this, I forget if we were talking about it in the huddle or something, and somebody messaged me and was like, well, is it appropriate for me to ask my boss about that? And how much money am I actually making in the clinic? Because it was hard for them to figure it out because it was like a hospital-based system or a bigger conglomerate. So those numbers weren't readily calculated. And that gets a little bit interesting because there's some business owners that are very liberal as a matter of ethos with how much they share information on numbers, productivity numbers, profitability numbers, expenses, that kind of stuff. There's some people that do that. And then there's other business owners that really don't because that gets too into the weeds of things that you don't 
it blends it just, professional and personal finance. Yeah, is really where it is. Yeah, and it's just really that's just not appropriate. And frankly, we don't have to disclose any of that shit to you guys. And so, for better or for worse, and that that's another thing I, I would just want to point out is that you know you wouldn't want your boss coming to you and crying on your shoulder because their profit was really low. Just like they don't necessarily want you prying in if they're doing well and profit is high. Like there's a reason for that. And the part of the benefit of being an employee is you are insulated yeah. from the ups and downs and from the risks of running your business. So and believe me, there are ups and downs. And in a good year, you're sitting there and saying like, oh, wow, I really wish I ran this business. But none of our people were offering to trade places with us in the middle of COVID shutdown. Whew. Totally. Like, oh, we're still hit sitting here cashing our checks and... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> You know, nothing's coming into the business. So there is part of that too, where there you don't necessarily see, and you shouldn't see, frankly, the, the ups and downs, the risks that the, your boss, your employer is, is taking for this, because that's the whole point is that you're insulated from that. You get to come and just at least our ethos, you get to come, you get to help people, you get to do what you went to PT school for and not have to worry about the financial health of the business and not have to worry about marketing yourself in the community and not have to be spending hours working through accounting crap late at night. As you can tell, we just went through our taxes and I'm not happy about it, right? (laughs) But that's part of that employer-employee relationship. So that's something that we really feel strongly about is that we shouldn't put the financial burdens of the business on our employees. Yeah. And that is, I mean, if that is happening to you as well, you know, talk about like a a little bit of like a yellow flag, a boundary issue too. You know, I worked for somebody that was very open and emotionally volatile about the health of her business. And while we didn't, I didn't know like her actual numbers all the time, but there was definitely the anxiety. We felt the anxiety as an employee when there needed to be more blue on the schedule or more evaluations coming in or whatever. And You're that having was a bad month yes. for her personally, financially. And then that affected the entire clinic, 100%. everybody's, everybody's day to day. And there was things too, where it was like, oh, my kid's private school things were due this month. And therefore, like we were getting told things about the business that we needed to do more things there. And it was just like, well, hold up. As an employee, I was like, I don't give to, I didn't make the decision that you put your kids in private school. So, but that's unhealthy because she does have the right to do that. But to bleed that into my performance as a PT, that is a yellow flag. That brings up a really great point, Nicole, on, and I think we've touched on this at a couple of other podcasts, but I think it bears repeating, is it is difficult sometimes, but I think it needs to be done. I think it's a healthier, like you said, with boundaries relationship where we are separating our personal versus our professional responsibilities at the office for the same reason that we would never give an employee a raise because they went and decided to buy an expensive house and they have a high mortgage payment. Yeah, I'd be like, like oh, good job. Yeah, I don't care. that's your decision. <laughs> now, if you want to work more hours, if you want to do something else, we can work around that. But that's a bringing a personal issue into a professional setting. And the same thing for an employer. Your boss should not be doing that. Oh, my kid's school costs a lot of money. Therefore, I need you to see three more patients this week. Yeah. Is not a 
way to <laughs> run not, a business. Yeah, that's not, and it's just um, not way to have. It's not a good way to have like a healthy working relationship then, because there's there needs to there just needs to be boundaries with that, and so that's why sometimes as an employee it can feel like you're getting withheld information and stuff like that because. There is a protection there of, because for us as an employer, there is a huge blend of, of personal and business finances. And the more we can keep the personal stuff out of that and just recognize as a, it ends up being just a math problem. As a functional business, you need to be bringing in three to four times more revenue than you're getting paid. That's just math with the way that our society works. So the more we can kind of separate ourselves from that, and I know it can be difficult, especially depending on our histories around money, and there's all sorts of emotional stuff that gets tied up in that. But I think the more we can keep that professional, the better. One of the things that we wanted to also point out is a lot of this applies more to smaller businesses. The whole calculus changes when you're in a big hospital-based program. Nicole likes to talk about Hoke Hospital, where she used to work and run a program could not have cared less whether or not they made money. So, you know, you'd go to them and be like, hey, we can make a ton more money if we just do A, B, C, and D. And they say, why would I bother? Yeah, it was just it was just a very interesting whole thing. And so you just don't know how your department, when you're in a bigger organization, what your department's role is in the entire organization. And you might be surprised to realize that the profitability of your department doesn't matter as much as you think it does. And so there was a ton of friction between you know, our bosses when we worked there and us because we were always like, oh, well, we should be able to do this to make more money. And like, we're doing so much to bring in and serve patients. And it just wasn't, we weren't like speaking the same language. It's just like they were using, they were determining success so much differently than we were as employees. And so, you know, if you're working for a bigger corporation, just know that there are a lot more variables at play for your department's role in that big organization. The last thing I want to say to employees is just to be thinking about this. And I'll, I'll just tell you because we've now seen and, and, you know, had almost 80 people apply for business mentoring. We've looked at all this stuff. In many businesses, the employees are actually making more than the owner. And I'll say that again, in many places, they're making more than the owner. And that is, and if they're not making more, they're certainly making more per hour and per gray hair and per amount of time that they're putting into the business. <laughs> per gray hair, totally. So that's just something to, again, just want us all to be on the same page on at least some of the basic stuff here that your boss is, this goes back to <laughs> one of our big principles, is if you're worried about this kind of stuff, if you're having an issue, First question you have to ask is, is your boss an asshole? Yeah, is your boss like a dick? Then it's like, well... It's like, yeah, maybe we do need to be concerned about this. But yeah. <laughs> is your boss like a good human being who really does care about your success personally and professionally? Then you can probably assume that that's the guiding ethos that they're having with the way they work their finances too. So that's just another, you know, just step back thought is that, you know, there's a lot more, you know, going on. It's like the duck going across the pond. There's a lot more going on underneath the water than you oh, know. Oh yeah, with their little legs. <laughs> pumping away. Ding, ding, ding. So, and for employers, if you own your business, it is insanely important. We cannot emphasize this enough to be healthy financially. What is your profit margin? Every business owner here should know that number right now. And if you're getting called out, if you're feeling a little red in the face. Like, what um, is that? I don't know. Right. What does that even mean? It's okay if you don't know. Right. But 
It's not though. Well, I mean, it's okay if you don't know. At well. this moment, it's 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 a <laughs> it is a problem. You need to go and figure that out. Um, don't try to let people off. The I hook. guess that's what I we meant. We just said it's like literally the most important thing in your business <laughs> right. is whether you're taking money. You're but like, I meant if you don't know like right this second, then you should you. But what you should be a, have is the numbers to go and figure it out right now. And if you don't know how to do that, then we have a huge problem. Right. Uh, <laughs> Jesse's looking at me, being like, actually, actually, no. you just know your numbers. <laughs> just know, <laughs> just your, numbers. know your numbers. But that really is. It dictates so much about how successful your business is. About it's so much more important than the vanity number of oh we you know brought in seven you know you hear this from all these marketing quote unquote experts all the time it drives me nuts oh we you know run two six figure businesses we run a business you know which is great but if you run a seven figure business and you spend eight figures you're not, <laughs> you don't have a great business you know Enron Enron had a twelve figure business how the hell did that turn out right so it's not about how much revenue you're bringing in, it's how much profit you're bringing in. And that's what allows you when you get those numbers figured out, when you get a healthy financial foundation, that's what allows you to make the commitment to hiring employees and giving them the position that you wish you had had for yourself. That's what allows us to create jobs for our people. And they don't have to go and work in a mill right out of school. We're able to bring in people and let them treat patients for a full hour and give them mentorship. And they don't have to go out and market for themselves every two seconds. And they their you know salary isn't tied to exactly how many patients they see and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So if you're an employee, I hope this helps you understand a little bit of the complexity that goes into this, that there is a major difference between revenue and profit. I hope it also helps you have a little bit better understanding of where your employer or owner is coming from. And that there is a risk that they take, that they are shielding you, and again, in good times and bad times, from the emotional up and down component of the financial health of the business. And then for employers, just getting back to this point, know your profitability numbers, know your margin, figure that stuff out because that's going to be so important for, it really is, it's the take home. It is what influences what you are able to do, it influences your personal finances, it influences how much you need to work. All of that stuff is tied up in your profitability, yeah, man. not your revenue. Right. Profitability, not revenue. So guys, if you have questions on this, let us know. I love talking about this, as you guys can probably tell. This is transformational when you get it right, and it is so scary and frustrating when you get it wrong, because if you get it wrong... You feel like you're spinning your wheels and your bank account is not. You're putting in all this time and effort and your bank account is not showing anything for it. Yeah, or going down and you're like, and, what the hell is going right? on? And many of you guys might be thinking like, hey, is this business owning stuff for me with that? You're working harder and making less than you were when you were an employee and taking more risk and it's your ass on the line with this stuff. So if you guys are having questions about this, please let us know. If you want to check out the mentoring stuff, you can do that at our Pelvic PT Rising website. But we're happy to answer questions on this stuff too. So feel free to shoot Nicole an email, Nicole at PelvicSanity.com. Send her an Instagram DM, all that stuff. We love talking about this because this can just be absolutely transformational for people. Please, let's keep this conversation going. And let's continue to rise.